Thank you for tuning in today. I'm Jerry Savell. Welcome to our broadcast. We have a special message for you, and I believe, praise God, if you pay very close attention, take notes if possible, it can change your life. It can change your circumstances. And praise God, I believe that's what God desires to do. He wants you to experience His best. And His best is for you to win in life. His best is for you to succeed, to prosper, to live in health, even as your soul prospers. So today, I'm going to take you into a service where I was preaching here at our church, Heritage of Faith Christian Center, right here in Crowley, Texas. And the title of my message was this, Making the Prophetic Word Your World. I want to read very quickly Acts chapter 3, verse 24. It says, and this is Peter speaking right after the day of Pentecost. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many has spoken, have foretold these days. Verse 25 says, And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant made with your fathers. In other words, what Peter is saying is, you are recipients of the prophetic word that was spoken years and years before. And today, that prophetic word has become your world. Now, those of you that have watched this broadcast frequently, you know that each and every year the Lord gives me a prophetic word for the coming new year. And this year, that prophetic word is this. God wants to show you His glory. And I want to encourage you to hold fast to that prophetic word. Now, I'm going to take you into this live service where I was teaching on how you can take the prophetic word and turn it into the world that you live in. So watch closely, then I'll be back in a few moments with some closing remarks. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 3 this morning, Acts chapter 3. And I want to begin reading in verse 24. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Notice Peter says that from Samuel all the way forward, they foretold of these days, talking about the day in which Peter lived. And we're talking about just shortly after the day of Pentecost. Amen. And it says that they foretold about those days. In other words, they saw in the spirit realm the future. God gave them some insight into what was going to take place. And Peter is telling them that this was seen way back a long time ago. And you're living it today. And then it says, verse 25, you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in your seed or thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Yes. Now this goes all the way back to Abraham. That's a long, long time before Peter stood up and said this. So God was speaking to Abraham not only about his day, and about his life, but he was also telling him about things that would come way off into the future. God's Word is amazing. The accuracy of God's Word. Hallelujah. That, that God knows the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. Nothing surprises him. Nothing catches him off guard. Amen. And, and the beautiful thing is, he's given us his Word so that we could know what's in the making. Amen. What he has on his agenda. 
The prophetic word is so powerful, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. So let me just read from my notes here, because I don't want to overlook any of this, because it is very important. Praise God. So Peter is declaring that the prophets of old saw into the future and spoke prophetically of these days, their day. They prophesied that there would come an extraordinary new race of people. They would be called new creations, as spoken of by the Apostle Paul in his writings in the book of Corinthians. They would also become a supernatural community. They would be Christ-like, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Peter later referred to them as a holy nation and a royal priesthood in 1 Peter 2.9. Here in the book of Acts, Peter points out that these people who the prophet were the people in whom the prophets were speaking about. The New American Standard Bible says, it is you who are the sons of the prophets. And now the Bible calls us the offspring. And we too are part of this supernatural race. Verse 26, look at it. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you, and so forth. Notice the word first. That means there were more to come. It didn't end with them, praise God. They were first in whom this prophetic word was fulfilled. But there were more to come. You and I are in that group, praise God. We were the more to come. Can you say amen? amen? And notice here, God promised through the prophetic word that we would become the new creations that he was speaking about, this new supernatural community, and that he would send his son to bless us. How many of you have received the son? Then look at your neighbor and say, and I'm blessed as well. Say, I'm not going to be blessed. I am blessed. Say it, say it, say it with some boldness. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord a shout over that? Now, we too are the fulfillment of what those prophets spoke. And it still works the same way today. When God moves on someone with a prophetic word, a glimpse into the future, if we'll hold fast to it, then once again, I didn't make this statement, but I'll say it now, and then I'll say it again. Those prophetic words become our world. Those prophetic words become our world. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Making the prophetic word your world. Hallelujah. The world you live in. It was words that were spoken long before you and I were ever conceived in our mother's womb. Hallelujah. Just think about that. God saw us before we were ever conceived. God had us in mind before we were ever born. And he already had made plans for how we would live our lives. Hallelujah. And those prophetic words that he he gave prophets of old to speak into the atmosphere so that he 
could bring them to pass because he says uh, nothing happens except first it's revealed to the prophets. Amen. And so the prophets, being the voice piece, the mouthpiece of God, they would speak those words into the atmosphere, and then the angels, along with the Holy Spirit, would go to work making them come to pass. Sometimes they came to pass immediately. Sometimes they came to pass in a matter of days, weeks, or months. Sometimes it was centuries before they would come to pass. But God never forgot one word. He never forgot one word that he had spoken through the prophets. And he fully intended to bring every word to pass. Can you say amen? Amen. I heard someone say recently, I think it was John Hagee, that there's more prophetic word being fulfilled today than ever in the history of the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. Just think. We're the generation that God saved last. And the best is yet to come. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, are you you causing the prophetic word to become your world? world. Amen. Amen. Now, once again, he says that these words that were spoken concerning these days, he said to those people, you're the people that he was seeing in the spirit realm and it would happen too. First. Say first. first. So it didn't end with them. Praise God. We're in there. Yes. Glory to God. Just think of all the generations that have passed since the day of Pentecost when Peter preached this. Just think of all the thousands and thousands of people that have come and gone. And now our generation. And I have reason to believe we're the generation that will usher in King Jesus. Hallelujah. I fully, I fully expect to be alive at his appearing. God has used me to speak prophetically about these days and the days to come. Can you say amen? amen. The prophets, Peter said, saw into the future and they envisioned the world through God's eyes. That's what the prophetic word is all about. It's God letting us know what his desire is for our lives. It's also so that we can develop a vision for it. Proverbs 29, 18, you well know, where there is no vision, the people perish. The New International Version says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And the word restraint here refers to lack of discipline or a lack of commitment, apathy. In other words, when people don't have a vision, then they, they don't feel uh, an obligation to fight for right. what God has promised. Yes. They, they have no motivation to push for it, to stand for it. If you don't, if you don't well, the message translation says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, then, then they won't fight for it. Amen. If, if you can't see where God intends to take you, then you won't have the drive to get up every morning 
and, and withstand the devil and withstand opposition and withstand uh, adversity. You won't be willing to do that if you can't see where God wants to take you. That's what the prophetic word is about. That's what vision is about. That's what days of glory, days of a flourishing and days of abounding is about. Amen. Don't take that lightly. Hang on to it. That's God's plan. Look at it as the same way that Peter looked at the, the prophetic word from Samuel to that present time. He said, these men saw your days and you are now living what they saw. Their words have become your world. God wants days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding to become your world. Hallelujah. You could say it this way. If you can't see what God desires for your life, then you won't be willing to fight for it. That's why at the beginning of each year, I spend, uh, I spend time uh, in preparation and uh, listening to the Spirit of God. Usually about October of every year, I set some time aside to, to specifically hear what God has to say about the coming new year. And then once I hear it, then I run with it. Praise God. I begin decreeing it myself from that moment. I begin expecting it to come to pass. Not only that, but you're usually some of the first people that I share it with. And then I, I speak about it everywhere I go all over the world. I've been in many nations since the first of this year, and I got many nations to continue to go to before the end of the year. And I have preached it in every service, everywhere I have been since the beginning of this year. People all over the world are now saying, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Show me your glory. Say it with me. Lord, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Amen. So I stand before this congregation each year and other congregations wherever the Lord sends me and speak that prophetic word. And I encourage everyone that I shared with to hold fast to it, to decree it every day, and to pursue it with everything that is in them. Amen. And why is that? So those words will become your world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just think about days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding, not just something that's printed on a bulletin and not just something that's printed on the screen, but actually it describes the world you live in. Whether it describes the world that everybody else lives in or not, it describes your world. That's what God wants to happen. Can you say amen? Say days of glory, days of flourishing. Days of abounding. That's the world I live in. Give the Lord a good shout. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, once again, you remember the Holy Spirit telling me uh, to tell you to keep these words on your lips and in your prayers every day. Lord, show me your glory. Why is that? Because he wants those words to become your world. Hallelujah. And we've discovered that the glory of God is the manifestation of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. And when you're experiencing God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness, 
then you will also experience flourishing and abounding. Can you say amen? amen. So is it clear to you that you have a part to play? Yes. That was weak. Is it clear to you <laughs> that you have a part to play? Yes. Amen. Thank you. That was better. How many of you truly want these words to become your world? Yes. Amen. Now, if you're apathetic, if you're indifferent, or if you show little interest in what God has said, then it's not likely that you'll see it come to pass. On the other hand, if what God says stirs your faith, challenges you, and creates a sense of urgency in you, then praise God, get ready, it will come to pass. It should arouse you to action. It should cause you to become more fervent in spirit, more determined. Hallelujah. Don't let it slip. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Go there with me very quickly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying or prophecy. Despise not prophecy. Quench not the spirit. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Well, is days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding? Does that sound like something that's good? <laughs> then the Bible says, hold fast to that which is good. The New International Version says it this way. Do not put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's fired up about this. How about you? Look at your neighbors. I'm all fired up. Hallelujah. Do not put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Listen to this. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. And that means lack of respect. Test everything. See if it lines up with God's word. And then hold on to that which is good. So do not put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt or lack of respect. If it lines up with the word of God, then hold fast to it. Does days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding line up with the word of God? I don't have time to show you everywhere it talks about that. But praise God, it is something that God has prophetically declared will happen before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. The faithful shall flourish. Amen. The faithful shall abound. And praise God, the, the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. So these are all prophetic words that God has spoken to us. So it does line up with the word of God. And since it does, then hold fast to it. Don't treat it with a lack of respect. Wouldn't you agree that days of glory, days of flourishing and days of abounding is a good thing? And if you believe it is, then hold fast to it. Praise God. No matter what is going on in your life right now, maybe it may look as though that's the furthest thing that would ever happen in your life right now based on your present circumstances. But that's what faith is all about. Amen. Dare to believe that what God is decreeing to you, he will bring it to pass. But you have a part to play. Your part is holding fast to it. Holding fast to it. 
Don't let go of it. Can you say amen? amen? Begin by saying this, Lord, I receive the prophetic word. Say it again. Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive the, prophetic word. the prophetic word. The Old Testament shows that many times the children of Israel received prophetic words, but they did not hold fast to them. And as a result, they didn't come to pass. Now, it wasn't God's fault. It was their fault. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 clarifies this. The word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So notice, they heard a lot of prophetic words. Yeah. And the writer of the book of Hebrews, which I believe was the apostle Paul, he says that even though they had these things preached to them, they did not receive them and they did not mix faith with them. And as a result of it, it didn't profit them. Now those on the other hand that receive it, and mix faith with it, hold fast to it, praise God, it will profit them. It will come to pass in their lives. Can you say amen? Those words will become their world. The New International, New International Version says, it was of no value to them. Does this have any value to you? Amen. I believe it does, praise God. The message translation says, they didn't do a bit it, it, no, it didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive it with faith. It didn't do them a bit of good. Even though God was foretelling what he wanted them to experience in their lives, it didn't do a bit of good because they didn't mix faith with it. So you can sit in a church where the prophetic word is going forth every week. But is it doing you any good? It won't do any good if you don't mix faith with it. And the first thing you do in mixing faith with it is just simply say out loud, I receive it. I receive it. And the moment you say that, get ready for the fight of your life. Amen. Get ready for the fight of your life. You don't think the devil's going to roll over and play dead just because you said, I receive it. He's going to fight you tooth and nail. Try to get you to become discouraged. Try to get you to uh, give up on it. Try to get you to say, well, you know, it never comes to pass in my life. Shut up. <laughs> Don't talk like that. Hallelujah. Just receive it and be willing to hold fast to it and then get ready to fight the good fight of faith. And if you do that, then thank God no devil in hell can keep it from coming to pass. Can you say amen? Your faith is the title deed to God's promise for the things you are believing to receive from Him. In the inspiring book, Life of Faith, Jerry Savelle shares from the Word how it's impossible to please God without faith. Learn how to release your faith and see beyond your present circumstances. Because living by faith is not a suggestion, it is a biblical command. If you can conceive it, you can receive it. In this powerful three-CD teaching by Jerry Savelle, you will learn how victory and success start on the inside. The Holy Spirit is the artist, God's Word is the oil, and your heart is the canvas. Don't wait any longer. 
call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the book, Life of Faith, and the three-CD teaching, If You Can Conceive It, You Can Receive It. Discover how to live by faith, to overcome the world by faith, and to be the winner that God has called you to be today. Hey, once again, I want to thank you for watching the broadcast today. And let me remind you, you just saw the clip uh, promoting the products that we're offering this week. But I want to remind you once again, get these as quickly as you can. I wrote this book entitled The Life of Faith. You know, I've been living this way for 49 years. Coming up 50 years, I've been living by faith. And I know a few things about it. And in this little book, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to read it, I've given you some of the main principles of the life of faith that I've learned over the years. And many of those principles I learned from men like Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne. And of course, I've learned a few things on my own, but it teaches you how that you can take the Word of God, apply it to your circumstances, add some faith to it, praise God, and watch God honor your faith just like He does mine or anybody else's. So this little book is part of our package today. And then also these three CDs, if you can conceive it, you can receive it. Order them right away. I want you to have them. And I know, praise God, they'll be a great inspiration to your life. Also, I want to thank all of you that have taken the time to write and share with us your prayer requests. I have in my hand here, I brought some of them over from my office. Um, I have in my hand here nearly 2,000 prayer requests. There's about 15 on each uh, page. There's two pages here. And uh, there are nearly 2,000 requests. And I have prayed over each and every one of them. And every time they come in, they send them up to my office so that I can lay hands on them, pray. And praise God, I love it when we get testimonies of how those prayers have been answered. Here's a couple of them I want to share with you before we close today. This one is from Sharon. And she says, after watching your broadcast about God's goodness, I declared the prophetic word over my life. Since that broadcast, I have received two checks unexpectedly and by surprise. The second check, now just look at this, is 372 times what the first check I received was. I'm sowing a portion of the tithe from what's come into uh, a portion of the tithe to go into your ministry. And thank you for the word that you share each and every week. Sharon, I just want you to know how much I rejoice with you over that great testimony and how God has honored the prophetic word, how that you took it and made it your world. And then here's one from Ryan. He said, when I heard the prophetic word that you shared for 2018, I joyfully received it and I agreed with it. Last year, our company achieved 97% of our goals and I got the largest bonus ever. This year, we achieved 187% of our financial goals, which is nothing short of a miracle. I also had an excellent performance appraisal. I was awarded an additional 5% bonus. My bonus was more than one month's salary. Praise God for the manifestation of the Word of God in my life, and I'm believing for even greater things to come, and thank you for what you're doing for the kingdom of God. Ryan, once again, just like Sharon, we rejoice with you. Thank God for the great breakthroughs that you're experiencing, and I believe the best is yet to come. Now listen, if you have prayer requests, send them to us. We want you to know that we take them seriously, we pray for them, we believe God with you, 
We join our faith with you, and praise God, it's always exciting to receive testimonies, and I believe your testimony is just on the horizon. Thank you once again for watching the broadcast today. We're going to continue this lesson next week, so make sure you make plans to join us. And until then, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world. <laughs>